0: Well, I'm so glad that you are a part of today as we're kicking off one of our favorite series at Cultivate Church called Reruns. And during this series, we learn biblical principles from some of our favorite television shows. And I wanna welcome you to my living room if you're watching online. This is where I enjoy hanging out and watching TV here at my house. And I must say that if you're listening by podcast or you're only watching online, I wanna invite you to be a part of one of our experiences at one of our campuses in Alabaster or Columbiana. Because of copyright reasons, we can't show you the TV shows today. We can only talk about it and give you description. But the experience in person is over the top. We do Little Debbie Cakes for everybody. We have Cokes and we have popcorn. We have a ton of fun every Sunday during our rerun series. And today is going to be exciting because we're watching a brand new show that was just released this year called Keenan and this show takes place about a father raising his daughters. We understand that he's experienced loss and he's raising these kids as a single dad. It's a really funny show and they just completed the first season. It's already been picked up for a season two and one of the things that I liked about this show is that many of the shows that you watch offer some sort of teaching or principle or something that you can walk away with and this is one of those funny sitcom shows that actually give you something to walk away with. But today, I want to walk through this episode with you, and I just want to bring out some principles out of God's Word for our living. I believe there's some things in this story that we see in the very pilot episode, season one, episode one of Kenan, where we learn about loss in his life and how he deals with loss and how he doesn't deal with loss and what really the ramifications are about how you and I handle the disappointments of life. Regardless of where we are in life and regardless of what you may be going through or what I may be going through or what you face or I face, every single one of us, we face difficulty in our life. And today, we're just going to dive in and learn what it means to deal with difficulty God's way. And so I want to pray for us that God would help us to be able to dissect his word today. So Jesus, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for fun in church, uh, fun in church online, and fun in church by podcast. I pray that you just, uh, God, you equip us today to be better for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a look at scene one with me. In scene one, we meet Kenan and his family. We see that he's up early and he's getting prepared for the day. He's getting the girls' clothes ready for the day. He's making their lunches. He's trying to get himself ready for work. And all the uh, movement and all the fast pace of the morning, he spills coffee on himself. He's just managing all the responsibilities of a single dad. And then we see as he's getting ready for the day, he runs into his father-in-law in in the living room. Now, we don't know right off the bat who the guy is, but through this conversation with his father-in-law, we learn that he's lost his wife and he's raising his two daughters, obviously with the help of his brother, who is also his manager and business partner, and then his father-in-law. And it's obvious from the very beginning of the scene that Keenan is still struggling to process the loss that he has experienced. I mean, he tries really hard to cover it up, but he's just not doing a very good job. And then matters get worse. While hosting his early morning talk show, he's asked about a funny Thanksgiving story that he always shares. And on set, they're known for sharing personal family stories. Their talk show in the morning is known for opening up their real lives to their viewing audience. But he explains that he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to talk or share about this family, personal Thanksgiving story. But everyone persists and everyone encourages him to share this story. And this leads to a verbal outburst and then everyone is immediately uncomfortable. As Kenan just becomes persistent that he does not want to share and he does not want to talk about his personal life. You know, I think Kenan is just like many of us. Kenan is trying really hard to manage all of the feelings and all of the emotions and all of the things that he's going through personally. But he just knows how to suppress it. You see, he's learned to manage life and the demands of life. He's learned to manage all of the time that he has to juggle his family, and he juggles his career. He's raising his daughters. He's lost his wife. He has his father-in-law there. He has his brother. I mean, he's got a lot that he's juggling, and he puts a smile on on the outside. He gets up every morning And he hosts a television show, and he's funny, and he's witty, and he makes everyone else happy. Yet on the inside, he's still struggling having not processed all of the emotions and the feelings of loss. There's a lot of stress, and there's a lot of pressure. And I think that this is a good representation of the way that many people that I know, maybe many people that you know, maybe even you today, that this is the way that you're living life, that we know how to put on a smile, We know how to say everything's okay and I've got everything under control. Yet, on the inside, things are just piling up until maybe like Kenan when he hit a very unopportune time moment on live television that it all just spills over. I think about it this way. At my house... We play this little game. My wife probably wouldn't want you to want me to tell you about it, and she wouldn't call it a game as a matter of fact. It's not really anything we do on perfect purpose, but it involves our garbage can. The garbage can in our kitchen. You see, we try to figure out how much garbage that we can fill into this garbage can before we have to take it out. I mean, there will be garbage piled up, and we're looking for every little crack to put something else into that garbage bag. And then, you know, when you go to take the garbage out, everything is spilling over. You have to pack it in there really good. The bag is bursting. The the cords are starting to break. I mean, it really is a hassle. I don't know why we don't take the garbage out sooner. But why is it that we do the same thing in our personal lives? that we compact and we compact and we compact and we try to feel and feel and feel until it's just all spilling over. We tell ourselves there's more room, we can fit a little bit more in there, we can manage it, we can handle it, we can make it all work, we'll make it all fit, yet where our capacity is limited to a certain amount. And for every one of us, our capacity may be a little bit different. So I want to see what does the Bible say about what we're doing in this circumstance. Look at it with me. In Luke chapter 8, verse 17, here's what it says. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. I want to ask you this question today, and it may sound silly, but here goes. How full is your garbage can today? How full is the garbage can of life? How full are you emotionally? How full are you spiritually? How full are you um, mentally? How full are you relationally, financially? Think about the areas of your life that maybe you haven't dealt with certain things. It could be hurts from childhood. It could be things that you've buried, the words that people have spoken over you. It could be the disappointments that you've received in life. It could be that you prayed for something and you believed God for something, and yet the opposite thing happened, and you're confused as to how God could allow these things. And so maybe there's just a little barrier between you and God. Today, what if we just considered our health today, in all of these areas, and how full are we? Are there some things that are preventing us from experiencing everything that God wants us to experience? Are we so full of things that we can't give ourselves away to others and be a blessing to others and serve others and be generous to others because we're still holding on some things that are keeping us in a place that is unhealthy that maybe God never wanted you to be? You see, when things aren't dealt with, we have to go back to the drawing board and then sort everything else out. We find ourselves picking up more stuff than we should have in the first place if we just would have dealt with the issues as they occurred. You know, I found in my life, and maybe this is true for you, that when I'm dealing with something or when I have a little bit too much on my plate, other people can tell. Other people recognize when I'm personally struggling. There are warning signs that other people can see maybe even when I can't see it. Have you ever noticed that in your own life? But why is it, at least for me, I mean I'm just gonna be transparent today, when I'm going through something and I'm in that mindset that I can handle it and I've got it and everything is under control, I will ignore all of the warning signs that every person brings to me. Somehow I will convince myself that all of these people are wrong and yet I've got everything under control, and I can manage it on my own. Keenan shows us the exact same thing in this next scene. Take a look at this. After Keenan has that little meltdown on live TV, obviously at one of the worst times possible, it's obvious that he has some issues that are going on in his life. Those closest to him, they do the same thing people do for me. They try to step in, and they try to help. His boss even sits him down and just ask, are you all right? And it's clear through their conversation that he's ignoring his problems because she continues to bring things to mind and some little warning signs that he continues to refuse. And she points out, she says, you're late to work again. Not that it's the first time, but he's late to work again. It's becoming a habit. She says he's been snappy with people. And the fact is, she says, Keenan, you're just not yourself. Something just seems off. And then the co-host comes in, and, and I love her explanation. She's also worried about him, but in a different way. She goes, Keenan, our show is suffering. <laughs> We're losing viewers. Our, our viewership is declining, all because something is off with the host. And ultimately, he's told, sitting in that office, in that room, that he's in denial. And then I love the fact that even his father-in-law and his brother set him down. And they begin to try to explain the exact same thing to them. And then while they're having this conversation, Keenan is just ignoring it. And he's continuing to explain why he has everything under control. And then my favorite part, if you're able to watch this episode, and I encourage you to do it, when he's told that he's avoiding reality, he just completely denies it. But he's ordered coffee and they call his name to come get his coffee like you would at any normal coffee shop. And when he walks up there, they hand him a coffee for both him and his wife who is no longer with him. And if we're honest, how many of us are ignoring some of those same warning signs and the same wise counsel that are in our very own lives? You know, the great theologian Shrek once said, Ogres are like onions, that they have a lot of layers. And I think you and I, we're just like that. We're just like that ogre. I think we all have a lot of layers as well. And sometimes we have to peel those layers back to really understand what's going on in our life. We're really good at layering ourselves and everything we know to do. The way that we put a smile on our face, that's a layer. The way that we give answers to people when they ask us if we're okay, that's a layer. The ability to continue functioning, that's a layer. In the beginning of this episode, we notice how, how uh, good Keenan is doing and taking care of his kids. And they're a priority, and he's providing, and he's making it happen, and that's a layer. But sometimes, in order for us to be healthy, today, what if we just peel back some of those layers And we just begin to get to the core of it and realize that, hey, we've got some things that maybe need to be dealt with. The Bible tells us this in Proverbs 28 and 26. It says, those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. You see, we all have blind spots in our life and we need people to help us with our blind spots. You see, people can see when I'm unhealthy Obviously, or or oftentimes, before I can. I think people could probably do the same for you because we have the ability to see weaknesses in each other that maybe we can't see in ourselves. They're called blind spots. It's the same principle as your car. Your mirror, your side mirrors have blind spots, and you can't often see the car that is right next to you because of the blind spot that's in your mirror. And we need someone, we need that mirror. Some of us will buy those little, those little spot mirrors that go on the car to show us our blind spots. For those of you that know Pastor Brandon Doss, I think sometimes I'm that little spot for him because he has a lot of blind spots when he drives. And he needs somebody to say, speed up, slow down, stay in the lane, look forward. I mean, uh, he, he just has a, a tough time behind the wheel. And we all need that support in our life. We need people to come along beside us and to help us when we can't see it for ourselves, someone that can point us in that direction. I want to ask you today, do you have people in your life that help you with those blind spots? Then when you're compressing and when you're burying everything in your life and pretending like everything is good, yet there's people that are saying, hey, something's not right. Something is just off. Do you heed the advice from other people? Proverbs 11 and 14 gives us some wisdom. Look at what it says. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. For the lack of guidance, a whole nation falls, but victory is found in counsel. See, we're better together. We say this at Cultivate Church all the time, that we're better together. We were never meant to do life alone, a life on purpose. It involves having people to take the journey with you, people that you love and people that you trust and people that have your back, people that will go the distance with you. And you and I, we have the responsibility to allow those people, to open the door to those people being in our life to be able to have permission to direct us and correct us that help protect us. You know, when you have direction in your life, and when you have correction in your life, it gives you protection from all of the things and all the trouble that you will get yourself in. All the things that I will get myself into and I will get myself in trouble. If I'm left up to myself doing it alone, if I don't have the proper people in my life helping me by correcting and directing me, it gives me protection. So today, what layers are in your life? I would say Ask the Lord to search you. You know, the Bible says that you can ask the Lord to search you and that He knows your heart. The Bible says that God knows everything about you. He knows everything that's on the inside and He sees everything that's on the outside. And He cares. And one of the greatest gifts that God has given to us because He cares for us is He's given us people to be able to walk life out with, what layers need to be peeled back, and what people do you need in your life to be able to help you. Because oftentimes, I think, I think it's our pride. I think it's our pride that gets in the way. Our pride prevents us from experiencing all of the, the, the correction and the direction to get the protection. See, pride lifts, uh, makes us low, and humility lifts us up. But often our pride is what's keeping us down and causes us to suppress all of the things that we're dealing with in our life. This happens with Kenan. Check out uh, scene 3 with me. In scene 3, Keenan tries to take matters into his own hands. And really, he ultimately decides just to do it his own way. And quite honestly, it doesn't go well at all. It goes from bad to worse. This is a really funny scene if you can watch this later. See, while speaking to a guest who's written a book about childbirth, he decides that he's going to overcome his situation. He's going to overcome the struggles that he's been having about sharing personally. And he's going to take matters into his own hands. He doesn't need anybody else to help him do it. He doesn't need a therapist that's been suggested. He's just going to do it himself. And so he decides to share a personal story about the birth of his children. And then he shares a joke between he and his wife about his wife having an epidural. He says they would go to dinner together, and he'd say, well, his wife would have an appetizer, a main course, and an epidural. I mean, he would just give her a hard time, just jokingly, between the two of them. And he begins to share that. And then the guest who's written the book just mentions that, that a mom maybe should avoid using any drugs until the baby's born, just because if she can possibly do it, it's just better for the baby. She's not saying anything negative or anything mean. It's just a little bit of advice. And then he gets very offended. Keenan is offended, and he accuses the guest of calling his wife soft. He says, are you calling my wife soft because she got an epidural? He begins talking as if the guest is just saying that she couldn't handle it or she wasn't tough enough. And then he makes the remark, it's not like she took the easy way out and had a C-section. In that moment, you know it went really, really bad. Everyone in the audience just gasped, and they literally cannot believe what he said. Really, Keenan can't even believe what he said. See, he's taken the matters into his own hands. He realizes what he's done, and then he tries to cover it up, but it only gets worse. Just when you think it's gotten so bad, it actually gets worse. He explains how easy it is for a stay-at-home mom to have a baby, but working moms need a C-section. He says, you know, a stay-at-home mom, they can just spit those babies out, but a working mom, she she needs a C-section. And at this point, everyone is very, very, very uncomfortable. The funniest moment to me is when he says, y'all act like I I call Beyonce fat. It's very clear that in this process, Keenan has not processed all of his issues. He can't even put a, a full sentence together without getting himself into trouble. You see, everyone had been encouraging him to process it personally, to deal with what's been happening in his life. He has suffered great loss. He's went through something. I mean, he's suffered uh, depression. He has suffered disappointment. And now he's in denial. And they're saying, Keenan, you got to heal personally. You got to be able to walk through this And you got to be able to deal with it in a healthy way. But instead, he just decides he's going to blurt it out on television even before he's ready. I want to show you what the Bible says about this in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10 and 13. Here's what it says. Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise, but people who despise advice are asking for trouble. Those who respect a command will succeed. You see, the Bible describes two different positions. Really, uh, someone who's prudent or someone who is prideful. Someone who's prudent and willing to accept the advice from other people. Or someone who's prideful and rejects it and continues to act in their own way. It's literally like trying to win an argument. If you've ever been in an argument with someone, it gets so deep often that, number one, you don't even know what you're arguing about. It surpasses the whole point of the argument, and you just get into this cycle of trying to win. So it's no longer about what the issue actually was, it's just proving your point. You see, when pride is in your life, it causes you to have to prove your point, and so you lose sight of what's really going on. And I just think the enemy works that way. The Bible teaches us a lot about pride. And I think if the enemy can make us prideful, he can make us resent people in our life, that maybe God has placed there to try to help us overcome whatever it is that we're dealing with. You see, the Bible says pride leads to conflict in our life. It causes trouble between us and those closest to us because they're trying to help and yet we're pushing them away because we've been living and acting in pride. Or we can be prudent and we can take the advice, we can take the counsel and the care and the attention from those who are around us. And then the Bible gives us a very sobering verse in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 when it says this. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Pride goes before destruction. So if we're prideful in our life, hey, destruction is coming. We will fall to the pride that is in our life. So I want to ask you something today. If maybe you've identified some places in your life or maybe you're suppressing some things or maybe there's some issues going on in your life, could pride be the root of the struggle that you had. I want to give you two ways, I think, to determine that maybe you're dealing with pride. Here are two signs in your life. The first one is this, is that you can't take counsel. You can't take counsel from people. You resist it. You don't want any part of it. You push it away. You do not want the counsel from people in your life. The second thing that I think is an indication of pride is that you can't take criticism. Have you ever noticed that when we've suppressed some things and our emotions, that we're all up in our feelings and our emotions are out of place, our mental capacity is out of place because we're overwhelmed with all of the things that we're dealing with, that we just can't handle the criticism. We can't handle someone saying, you're wrong, you need help, you need to overcome this, you need to deal with this. And we just shut it down and we shut it out. We don't want their counsel and we don't want their criticism. But remember what the Bible says, Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness goes before the fall. Today, I don't want to fall. I don't want to see you fall. I don't want to see the cares and the pressures of life cause you to stumble and cause you to fall. We have to deal with the hurts that we're dealing with, the habits and the hangups that are causing us to be held down. Pride brings us low, but humbleness lifts us It helps us to overcome. And in this next scene, that's ultimately what Kenan comes to. In scene four, we see that Kenan finally humbles himself and he begins to make things right. He starts off with a scripted teleprompter apology that was written for him. And I'm sure some great words were written there, but as he begins to speak, it's just not from the heart. So Kenan makes the decision he's going to move from the script and just speak from the heart. He just begins to explain that the hurt that he's experienced since loss. People didn't even know what he'd been going through. But he begins to just open up and become transparent and deal with some of the things that he has suppressed. And he just shares about the loss that he's suffered and then he offers just a genuine apology. And then everyone in the audience and even the people in the studio working, they respond with forgiveness. You see, it took a lot of humility. It took a lot of transparency for Keenan to make the decision to do what he did. But he had decided that he was going to deal with it personally so that he could deal with it publicly. And because he brought it to the public, well, he was granted forgiveness and he was, for, he was granted grace. And in that moment, he was free because he was no longer held prisoner by his own circumstance. And it took humility and it took transparency. But in the end, he found freedom. With his work and with his family, it changed his life. And I want to ask you a question today. What would change in your life today if you decided today is my day, that I'm going to deal with it? What is it? Whatever it is that you're facing today. Whatever it is that maybe you have decided or you've recognized that you have suppressed in your life that is just burying you beneath the weight of the circumstances that you're dealing with. What could change today? If you said, I'm going to drop my pride and I'm going to humble myself and allow God to help me to overcome all of these circumstances in our life. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. It says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. I love this because we humble ourselves under God's power, not our own. And at the right time, He will lift you up in honor. Give all of your worries and cares to God, for He cares for you. I love this. Humble yourselves before the Lord. Humble yourselves, and at the right time, allow God to lift you up. Give all of your worries and all of your cares to Him. Why? Because He cares for you. Because He knows that you're going through it. He already knows that you're struggling. You can't hide anything from God. And I love this next verse. It goes on in verse 9 to say this. Stand firm against him, the enemy, and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. In these three verses, I believe it gives us three ways that we can overcome the pride in our life to humble ourselves and to be able to overcome whatever difficulties you're dealing with today. Maybe you want to write these down. The first thing I would say is surrender yourself. Surrender yourself. Verse 6 says, Humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, He will lift you up. Today, maybe humbling yourself before the Lord is maybe accepting Jesus for the very first time in your life. Maybe it's humbling yourself and recognizing that I have sinned in my life, and I need Jesus for forgiveness. Maybe today, humbling yourself, is just going before the Lord and saying, hey, I recognize that I've got an issue. Surrender yourself to God and everything you have and all that you are. The second thing is, I think you should render your surrender your stuff. Take all your stuff to the Lord for deliverance because verse seven told us that if we give all of our worries and cares to God, we can do that because he cares for us. You can surrender your stuff and receive deliverance from anything that you're dealing with because God cares for you, because God loves you. That ought to encourage you today. And the third thing I would say is you need to surrender your silence. Many of us are suffering in silence because of the pride that we have in our life, because we're suppressing all of the stuff that we're carrying around. But verse 9 speaks of community. Stand firm, be strong in your faith, and remember that your family of believers... All over the world are going through some of the same things that you're going through. You are not alone. You are not in this alone. Surrender your silence. Walk in community. So today, what does this mean? What does all of this get us today? As We've watched a fun episode and I've done my best to present it to you online in a, in a way that you can understand the episode if you haven't seen it or if you're listening online and you, haven't, you don't know what's happening there but in the full story, but I can tell you this. In the episode that we watched, Keenan begins very overwhelmed, getting himself in more trouble. And by the end of the episode, because he decided to deal with the stuff, he found some freedom. And today, I want you to experience the same thing. I want you to surrender yourself. I want you to surrender your stuff. And I want you to surrender that silence today. I want you to overcome the pride that's causing you to suppress stuff in your life that is causing you to live best than God's uh, best for you. So today, maybe it's some hurts, maybe it's some habits, maybe it's some hangups, Maybe you're just dealing with being overwhelmed and overstressed and overworked, and today you just need to experience the presence of God in your life. And I want to pray that over you today, right where you are. Will you pray with me? Father, I pray for everyone watching and everyone listening. And I pray for everyone who is just overwhelmed today with the cares of life. I pray right now that if any person doesn't have a personal relationship with you, that today would be the day that we would say yes to you. That, Jesus, we would confess that we need you and that we've sinned and that today we want to put you first. Thank you for forgiveness today, Jesus. We choose to put you first and walk in relationship with you. And, God, I pray for every person that maybe is just overwhelmed today, that maybe they feel like their capacity is overrun, that they're just overflowing with the stuff, the stress, the pressure, and the problems. Today, God, I pray your presence would be near and that the power that you have to move in every life would be evident where they are because, God, in your power, in your presence, there is potential for life change and for freedom. And I pray that over every person watching online today. God, we love you and we honor you and we thank you that we've got to spend these few moments with you today. In Jesus' name.